Welcome to Recently Logged, where Chris Pratt does not have the ultimate charisma power to replace Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. <laughs> well, hello there, Doo-doo-doo-doo. everyone. Doo-doo-doo-doo. <laughs> oh my gosh! You can't, Micah. Open our you. fans, our fans don't know who Elvis is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of sad. <laughs> Well, I, I assume they only know Elvis through the hit movie Boss Baby. Oh gosh, they, they, oh my God. there's just this guy out there who thinks Elvis was invented as a concept for Boss Baby. That would be amazing. I, I like to believe deep down that that that, need, that person and, exists, and I need to know this man. I need to, I need to meet this person as soon if, as possible. If this is you, contact. Us. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, here we are, recently logged. We're doing we're doing another movie. We're doing another movie. If you can even believe it, another movie. Well, we talk <laughs> while we're way too tired for it being like almost ten in the morning. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Well, I mean, we did a we did a lot of moving around yesterday. That's true. Moved our bodies. <laughs> yeah. I threw up some Taco Bell. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I was about to say. Fun yeah. I don't times. think I don't think either one of us is really feeling a hundred right now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, here we are. We're going to talk about um, a, a new movie with some aliens. And Chris Pratt. And a Chris Pratt. A crispy rat. <laughs> um, yeah, so do we want to just get into the basic facts? Wait, isn't there actually a crispy rat in the movie? I don't, I don't, think, they, I don't think we ever see a I know rat. there's at least a dead rat. No. Yeah. I don't think there's ever. I think there's a dead rat on screen at some point. I don't, I don't know. Think... I don't remember if it was crispy. I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> well, I don't think anyone's asking you, Micah. Okay. <laughs> I retract me asking you. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let, let's let's get into the the basic facts about uh, this week's movie, The Tomorrow War. Do 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 do. All right. So, The Tomorrow War is a 2021 movie. Wow. Rated PG-13. Two hours and 20 minutes. It's a little IMDb description is, A family man is drafted to fight in a future war where the fate of humanity relies on his ability to confront his past. Family guy is drafted into the war. (laughs) (laughs) The cast features a Chris Pratt, J.K. Simmons, Yovana Strahovski. Yes, that looks correct. See? Okay, okay. But Russian <laughs> names usually, like, the, the, I don't know if that's inherently Russian, what? but it sounds Russian. It's, it does sound Russian. They're usually very, like, easy to pronounce because they just <laughs> are what they are. Exactly. Uh, Betty Gilpin, Sam Richards, and yeah, there's there's a lot of odds and ends. There's a lot of other people. <laughs> Directed by Chris McKay, written by Zach Dean. Hey, I have a Chris McKay movie uh, on the shelf over there, Micah. Whoa. <laughs> Crazy coincidence. He directed the Lego Batman movie. Which is a very good movie. One of the best Batman movies, actually. Honestly, better than this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not, that, like, I was going to say that's not hard, but, like, the Lego Batman movie is actually pretty great. Right. So. <laughs> But yeah, uh, that that's the facts. Yeah, we're talking about current Cause, movies again. Yeah, because um, this just released on uh, Prime. It's... We re- we really should go do an old movie sometime. We've only done like one movie from like sixties or older, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, should, it should happen. But yeah, this just released on uh, Amazon Prime Video or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Amazon can, that's, uh, Prime. That's Video. where you can go watch it if yes. you have Prime. And is it an Amazon original? You have it. Which is funny, because it wasn't going to be for, like, 
90% of its production. <laughs> and then it got bought up last minute. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that happens a lot. Not necessarily just with Amazon, but like with streaming service originals. Is usually they can't afford distribution so that a streaming service takes them in, you know? Yeah. But anyway, let's let's get into the uh, next segment, the the opening thoughts. The opening thoughts. Hey, you said it this time. The basic. No, the thoughts. opening. So we thought. go basic facts to basic thoughts. Basic facts to opening. All right, Remy, what are your basic thoughts on uh, the Tomorrow War? On the on the sci-fi film The Tomorrow War. Yes, sci-fi um, time travel movie. Oh, that's hmm. <laughs> how to sum it up. Um. I think it is very of its time. Like I think if I if I look back at at twenty twenty one just as a year, I'll be like, oh, right, the Tomorrow War. That was twenty twenty one. Like I don't know. It just seems very like typical for the era of movies we're in right now. You yeah, know, I like for that. just kind of like it's just kind of a um, semi generic sci fi film with an interesting premise, yeah, which I happens a that. lot nowadays. Um, what else to say about it? I mean, it's, it's kind of long, honestly, like, no, you feel the runtime and even for how much story they're going to tell, which I didn't realize how like sprawling of of a tale this was going to be. I thought they were just going to be like, zip to the future, zip back. We're good to go. But then there's like, there's like two other acts. I'm like, what's going on here? But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I think it's a little long winded, um, Right, I thought it was crazy though because um, not to interrupt, mm, yeah. uh, but just to where I don't forget about this. Yeah. But uh, a while back, like I think it was back in like 2019, mm-hmm. I saw on Chris Pratt's Instagram story that he was filming with J.K. Simmons <laughs> in uh, Greenland yeah. on this movie, and like I was just waiting in the movie <laughs> for that, and that doesn't the... happen until like the last 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, <laughs> that was funny because you were just like waiting for it, and then I'm like, okay, well the movie is like over, right? And then, <laughs> and then it wasn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, what else to say about it? Honestly, I thought the direction was pretty good. Um, uh, granted, it, it still was a little like like I said, kind of generic, but like it was still pretty fun. I would say. Yeah, there were some there were some interesting moments of direction. I think the main thing that sticks out in my mind about this is just the kind of like odd feeling I got watching it. It feels almost like a TV show or something. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I guess you. I, I don't know how to describe it, but um, I, I like a lot of that comes down to the filmmaking. Of yeah, it. the filmmaking is very odd. It was kind of blocked in an interesting way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I liked the alien designs. I thought they were fun. Um, the CG actually didn't look half bad, which was kind of unexpected. Like, it did at the beginning. I was about to say, I thought um, the CG looked kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say at the beginning, but um, especially that final fight didn't look awful. No. I, I, yeah, awesome. they seemed to lay most of their <laughs> effect money into that, <laughs> which I mean, good for them. It, yeah. le- it leaves a good taste in your mouth. Yeah. You're like, ooh, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I don't know what else to say about it. It's interesting. It's sci-fi premise. It uses it in an interesting way. Um, yeah, I don't I, know. I kind of like... I wish, I wish it would have leaned a little more into the dystopian-ish feel 
that it had. I, right. I got I, I got almost very, Minority Report vibes for a second. I feel it's very under like underwhelming in terms of its premise and ter- like like they have this really crazy like people coming back from the I know future, right like they and just then pop like, in thousands of people like citizens being enlisted like, yeah, ev- let's go. every day and everything. I love how and, like, I love how they just pop in from the future and it's it has it, I think they establish in the movie that it's people who aren't even born yet and they're like you have to come to the future and they're like okay right no no <laughs> they pop into a into a sports field with with huge guns you have to come to the future okay and they're like we're from the future and everybody's like mm, yes yes of course <laughs> but like yeah it just like that the actual sci-fi premise of it really kind of bothers me because they spend like zero time actually exploring any of the implications for the world that is true i mean they they touch on it a little bit but not enough that like not in any substantial way really i don't know i thought it was neat but like like you said like like i said i would take like more of like that one scene where like they were talking about people who came back who had Mm -hmm. like severe ptsd from it yeah no i i thought they were gonna like use that angle a bit more but they they really didn't all that much i mean obviously they did a little bit yeah and i'll I'll talk about that more later but uh anyway do, do you want to do my, my yeah, basic yeah. thoughts? Yeah, so, tell me what you thought of the movie, Michael. What did you think of the so, movie? So I thought it was a fine movie. A fine I film. think having seen uh, Edge of Tomorrow, <laughs> which is very similar in name and in premise. Um, I mean, it has tomorrow in it. <laughs> like, like obviously, they're not the same movies. There's a ton of, of similarities, I but there's, there's a lot even of thematic more, differences. There's even more differences and thematic differences. They're just similar movies, and it just always leaves a weird taste because this is so much worse in a way. I felt very underwhelmed by everything but the direction and kind of Chris Pratt's acting. He's okay. a fine actor. Yeah, he's he's fine. I, I swear when he screamed in this movie, I'm like, am I just watching another Guardians movie? <laughs> Help me. But like... I, f- I felt the cinematography and the color grading and the CG and the pacing and like everything <laughs> about the movie was kind of just mediocre. Yeah. There wasn't really anything terrible in it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, but not, it was, it's not bad. It was all pretty like I was just like, okay. Hmm. And because of that, though, you get this very kind of almost slow feeling to it. And then you add that to a kind of disappointing thing for me where they don't I feel like they don't explore their premise very much. And then add on top of that, that, like, at least 25% of the runtime gets, like, retconned out of existence. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, it just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth to the point that I wasn't really invested at all. Like, in the slightest in the final fight. I did not care. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, other than just the kind of visceral, oh, no, the big alien's gonna come eat us. Like, I didn't, I didn't no, really I, care. No, I literally didn't care. I almost pulled out my phone during the final fight. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I see what you're saying. But like, otherwise, like it's a fun movie. Fun movie, yeah. It's just too long, and there's just not enough that's actually great about it to really keep yeah, me interested. They introduce a lot of very interesting like concepts in its premise, and then don't really explore any of them too much. Like yeah. they do, they touch on all of them, but like, eh. <laughs> I don't know. It just it just feels kind of. It feels like you're halfway there to getting a great movie, you know. Yeah, it feels like like it feels like honestly they needed to cut out a ton and focus on just a couple of things. Yes, yeah. like take um that one guy, I just lost his name. The first guy he becomes friends with um, when they get enlisted. 
Gosh dang it, what is his name? I, I don't remember anyone's name. <laughs> well, I, anyway, I barely even rate. remember that the main character is called Dan. Him? Oh, I didn't remember that at all. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember. I don't him, even remember any of any of the other characters. Him else. and, like, you know, the one tough guy who had been in three times before, right? Like, they're there, and they seem so focused on with Chris Pratt in the beginning of the movie. And then once they get to the one base in the Dominican Republic, yeah, they, he literally just leaves them and never comes back. Literally just poof. I thought that was so odd. I'm like, what's what? They just get dropped as characters until the very end. But anyway, let, let, we're we're getting in, we're getting into the too, too deep, Michael. We gotta we gotta we're go to the deep. next segment. We gotta go to the meat. Yes, exactly. We've renamed it the meat as <laughs> renamed the main uh, section. Did, did, did we start it two weeks ago? I think it was two weeks ago. Yes. Yeah, it's the meat now. Yes, <laughs> it's the meat now. <laughs> You know what I just thought of that this movie kind of feels like? What did you just think of that this movie kind of feels like? The Cloverfield Paradox. Hey, that's this a is, good comparison. This is like <laughs> the Cloverfield Paradox to um to the edge of um, to the edge of tomorrow's Cloverfield. Is the edge of tomorrow that much like Cloverfield? <laughs> no, but it's just like 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 I think Cloverfield's a pretty four star movie. I think Edge of Tomorrow okay. is a pretty four star okay. movie. And I mean, Cloverfield is a very four-star movie. And I think Cloverfield Paradox <laughs> and Tomorrow War are pretty unequal. Cloverfield guys. Paradox really is so underwhelming in its exploration like, yeah, exactly. of its premise. It's the same kind of thing. It it's just so is underwhelming in its yeah. premise. And the filmmaking just isn't interesting enough to carry itself. No. It's kind of fun, though. Yeah, I, I still yeah it's got kind of a fun, fun direction to it. Um, but yeah, um, so Micah, um, you mentioned earlier... Uh, something. Do you want to elaborate on that? <laughs> oh, what, the, the the PTSD thing? Uh, sure, yeah, do that. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I, I thought it was an interesting point. So in the movie, and yes. I guess spoilers for the movie, whatever, spoilers I don't know. Spoilers for We're the tomorrow. breaking down a movie. What do, what do you want from what do, me? <laughs> what do you want from me, geez? Uh, when he comes back from the Tomorrow War, Whoa. they have, like, some really interesting filmmaking stuff of, like, him like feeling completely out of place coming back mm -hmm. to war i actually really liked that. oh yeah no that was pretty that was dope i thought actually. that was really sick the coolest thing and most memorable thing filmmaking wise i think they did in the movie um yeah no i'd say so and like it felt very lego batmany in direction if that makes sense i know that's a weird comparison <laughs> but it really feels I lego batmany yeah i was about to say you can you can kind of i wasn't expecting this but you can kind of tell it's the same director <laughs> But, like, I really it's thought weird. it was interesting, and then they just didn't do anything with it. Like, that's the kind of feeling I get from most of this movie. Like, he gets home, he sees his daughter, then he, like, is, like, you know, very out of place for, like, five seconds, and then he's like, wait a minute, I know where they're gonna be. <laughs> and then I he's just fine. He's just fine. Yeah. He still saw, like, tons of people die. Bunches of, bunches of horrors of war. And like after that, he's like watched his own daughter. Watched die. his own daughter in the future die, <laughs> uh, and like th th once he figures out where they are and kills them, he's like, "Yeehaw, I'm fine." Hey, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I did think that was kind of odd. I I really wish they would have leaned more into the um, familial stuff, you know. Yeah, I wish they would have made this much more of a drama yes. than it is. Yes. They. Like it, 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 it has weirdly placed comedy. There's like comedy throughout this I movie. I mean, yeah, but like that's that's not necessarily a no, problem. no. And I and I felt like like 
They a lot of it doesn't hit that well. I felt well. like it was out of place not only because most of it wasn't that funny, yeah. <laughs> but because it felt like it was there just to make you think that, like, just to make you, like, feel more comfortable in the fact that this is not a straight drama. Yeah. I, I really wish they would have leaned more into the father-son and uh, father-daughter uh, relationship parallels a little more. Right. That would have been so much fun. Right? Like, you could have leaned... And that would have worked perfectly with the a general premise of the movie. Like... Yeah. He goes to the future and sees his daughter all grown up. And, yeah, like... like the, and there are parallels there, obviously. And yes, they try to do that, but obviously. they just don't focus on it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I so, wish they like, would have put more... In, I wish that was the focal point of the movie. This it doesn't really seem to have much of a focal point. So like I said, the like like all of the all of the comedy that's in it feels very much to like relax its audience to let them know that this is not your like hard war drama. It's like a goofy sci-fi movie. <laughs> and I mean, people do make jokes in intense situations, but like the <laughs> yikes. Yeah, but not like the <laughs> yeah, not like that. <laughs> it's... I don't know. It was a it was an odd thing comedy wise. Yeah, it was kind of odd. Like 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 that that stood out to me in the fact every time they made a joke, I was like, mm. what? <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you what do you think of uh, having a question? <laughs> what do I think of having a question? Well, I think that would be very useful right gonna, about now. I was gonna ask if you had a question, and for some reason, I hopped into my "What do you think?" <laughs> um. <laughs> What, what other questions? I mean, wh well, I guess since I brought it up earlier, what did you think of the alien design? I, th I thought it was pretty fun. I thought they were pretty copy-paste, honestly. <laughs> really? The, I've seen a ton of aliens that look like that, especially in modern sci-fi movies. Yeah, that felt like I a guess pretty the common more, design. The more kind of like rodent reptile crossover kind of thing with like the you know big, what i'm talking about big, like the, the the big back legs so they yeah, can run yeah. fast yeah i mm. like the, i felt they were very generic in design the only interesting thing i think was the little the little tentacles i thought shot, the tentacles were so shot cool the, the white spikes i thought that was pretty cool bro if, like eight-year-old me saw this movie you thought that was like the coolest thing but also time. like what the heck's up with the fact that they like they have like no armor to protect against them. Like they don't even seem like they're going that fast. What the soldier? Like the spikes or anything? Like, <laughs> like the apparently the creatures are just terrible aim. There's this one scene where there's like a billion <laughs> know, white spikes, right? and they're all sitting there they're with their just, infinite like, mags hurling. going like. And while they're running forward, you see like hundreds of spikes <laughs> going around them. Not a single one until like. They, uh, they, they must have been too. aiming at someone behind. <laughs> that must that must have been the solution, Micah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think honestly that, that it brings up an interesting topic though. Mm. The war scenes in this are done so weird. They really are. Like like what's going on with the war scenes in this? Yeah, and like I said, um, well, well, I guess kind of more like you said when you brought it up. It, this film does focus a little bit on PTSD, a tiny bit, like touches on it, and it's yeah. really weird that all of the war scenes are like not hit up very cod with your boys. Not very horrifying. <laughs> yeah, they're always like it seems like kind of fun shoot 'em up scenes, not. And, uh, war <laughs> right like like there's there are there are very easy ways to film war in a frightening way it's a very horrifying concept right like war is not a fun time and no. if you film it like like that then you can have a very effective i'm trying to think because i know i've seen at least one movie that is supposed to paint war as a really horrifying i mean dunkirk thing. does that kind of well 
Dunkirk does it, but yeah, it was one thing that was kind of like this, where it was more of a fish-out-of-water kind of horrors of war kind of thing, and yeah. I can't remember what it is. Um, oh, gosh dang it. I do I do know what you're talking about. I just can't remember the name of that movie. Yeah. Um, Or even take, like, um, since we were talking about Ghibli movies earlier, take, like, a Grave of the, a grave of oh, the Fireflies, yeah. yeah, for example. <laughs> that movie is one of the most horrifying movies I've ever seen, and it's all about war. Yeah. Like, it's very easy to make war... Scary, like, because scary it is heavy, scary. But, like, honestly, war seems like a good old time with Chris Pratt in this. Yeah, I don't know. He's, like, because he's, like, ex-military, they're like, all right, do this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, got the new plans. I got it. Come on, guys, form up. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> yeah, you two, no experience. You're going to run point. You're going to run point. <laughs> yeah, go check around that corner. <laughs> Bro, when he, when he first sent the, the two people. I thought they were going to die immediately. Yeah, I thought they were just immediately going to die. I'm and like, they both Whoa. did die. Yeah, they did die, but it was a little later, Micah. So. And I feel like they didn't even explore the concept of what's-his-face big white spike tooth guy dying of cancer. Like, the whole thing where, like, him telling Chris Pratt that his character, like, he didn't it's save they, anybody. It's because they just ditch the side character, which are very, like, they set up no, some I kind like, of fun side characters right? that I would have loved to see explored more, but they just kind of ditch them until the third act right? when and, they need them again. And I love the premise in there that, like, despite all of, and it plays into the kind of the horrors of war kind of side of mm -hmm. things, where despite Chris Pratt's efforts to save people, it ended up causing more people to die. Exactly. And yet he doesn't even seem too torn up about it. I know, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, whatever, my daughter's here. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought the war section of the movie, which is a weird section, because it really does break down into like three chunks. Yeah. It's, and not it's even, really odd. Not even like acts, but dude, just dude, three I chunks. I swear, you could have just you could have just cut out the uh the like f first half and like latter half and just had it be like an interesting little war movie <laughs> right like i said like there's three chunks here and they all could be like crafted into their own movie exactly <laughs> yeah no it's it's such an odd movie like the more i talk about Is it this the more based on a book it feels like it maybe should be like a novel that would be interesting yeah, like just by the fact that it's one of those kind of things that feels very mm -hmm. Un, un, underdone yeah there's exactly. a lot it's, here it's like why are there so many good ideas here but none of them are really like given time to be fleshed out kind of like um chaos walking yeah like chaos walking of course this is better much, this, yeah i was about to say this is better than chaos walking um, yeah, i might as well just look it up instead of trying it yeah i would just say is tomorrow war based on a movie We're f you find out something new every every based day based on a book i said based on yeah a it, it's a it's based on a book that makes so much sense <laughs> <laughs> that that really does. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it! I hate how much book movies. I know, right? Feel I like was about to say any 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 novel adaptation movies. It's almost always easy to tell if it, if it's a bad adaptation. Yeah, anyway. by the fact, yeah, because you know, a good adaptation, you're adapting it to the best mm -hmm. possible way, exactly. to screen, which usually means ditching a lot of the concepts <laughs> yeah, I was about of to the say, book. You usually need to ditch. A, you need to usually focus in on one or two things that the book introduces and because just boom, do books, them really well. <laughs> books not only can be a lot longer, but they also are a completely different style of storytelling. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, no. <laughs> It makes so That's, much sense. That, that explains sense. a lot. Yeah. Um, 
yeah honestly it wouldn't surprise me if it was like two books yeah honestly it could have been like a book series like i said you could split this into at least three movies with no problem <laughs> yeah um but yeah no it's in- it's interesting all right uh, i'm trying to think of another question here uh okay <laughs> what did you think of jk simmons character um padre anti-government padre he feels a little underdeveloped he's I know I hardly keep saying in the that. movie i know he's not really in that the movie really, that much that really was sad to me <laughs> um yeah i don't know he was fine i guess like jk simmons was fine i should say like and i think they have even a cool concept for his character again no, I, playing into the whole exactly. ptsd thing the fact that he felt he wasn't safe to be around exactly his yeah which I, I thought they were gonna bring back right i thought that was like uh, then they just kind of brush it off like it's a really cool concept for a character and for what his character is and how that could have affected chris pratt's Mm -hmm. character growing up and everything Mm -hmm. and really tie into how he treats his daughter after coming back from war uh but but then it doesn't they just don't do that they don't do that at all and like I really liked most of the things, like most scenes with J.K. Simmons in it. Like I really liked. His oh no! Character. I was about to say, like, like even the stuff in the final. I thought his character good. was the highlight of it. Like even the whole like this is the only thing I know how to do. Like you can't not let me do this. Yeah, no, I was about to say um, the honestly some of the more like dramatic feeling scenes were the ones with him in it. So I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, and I mean J.K. Simmons. Greg. he's he's a mess. s-tier actor <laughs> throw jk simmons in anything and he's gonna do a good job exactly but like that's the rule there's ah oh, i feel so oh like i i, I you could <laughs> i feel like you could i feel like you could cut so much of this movie out and get such a nice thing just with you wouldn't even have to do the future daughter thing. While that while that does help a lot, you wouldn't even have to It does to do, help add some context to you it. You wouldn't yeah. even have to do the future daughter thing <laughs> to get a really like well done war drama, sci-fi war drama with the father and the son and comparing to the daughter exactly. having to do with PTSD. That would have been dope. Like that that would have that wouldn't even have been hard. That wouldn't have been a hard ask from what they have. You wanna here go, on the you wanna page. go write a screenplay, Micah? You wanna you wanna see how hard it is? <laughs> no, I'm saying from what they had, especially <laughs> if it was coming from a book. Yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Mike's like, it's not even that hard to make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have another question though? Um sure I do. Of course I do. Why would you even <laughs> ask if I do? Mike? You know, you know, it's honestly one. interesting though, just to just to bring this up while you're thinking mm-hmm. of a question. Yeah. As as I thought about this earlier, it's really hard to dissect war movies, I've found. Like why? like I don't know why that is to <laughs> me, but like stuff like Dunkirk, I d- Edge of Tomorrow, the war stuff in this, I always find very hard to like specifically note anything yeah. it feels like it all kind of blends together hmm. interesting to note i don't i don't know why that is maybe that's just me but i find war movies especially war hard movie. to uh break apart when they're specifically Dunkirk about is like war. the only war movie i know <laughs> <laughs> um wonder woman wonder woman i mean it is not really though. um but yeah no uh so Micah, what'd you think of um what'd you think of uh the uh 
the the time travel stuff. What do you, you think of time travel? What do, you, what, was, do you, what do you think? I thought it was very oddly done. I, I I'm not a uh, you know I like the concept of only being able to open it up on two like continuously flowing paths. Of no, time. I was, I thought that was dope. <laughs> but like with that. Like, with that concept of time being a river, it doesn't make much sense for the fact that they create an alternate timeline. Do they, though? Yes. I mean, wouldn't... Well, I'm just saying, like, wouldn't they just cease to exist after the Pratt Man leaves? Yeah, but, Because then, like, by that point, But, like, what's the him. difference between them ceasing to exist and then just being in a different timeline? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just kind of weird how they're like, we can only open it up to this point in time and this point in time, and they're always moving forward, making you think that time would work, like, set in. Yeah, I was about to say, like, like that, set events. That concept makes it sound like you have set events that you're yeah, going to hit no matter what. It, it definitely does function more as an alternate universe than like the future <laughs> right it really it kind of is like in every way it's yeah. more alternate universe and hmm. like it kind of was like weirdly done and i mean they focus so little on time travel they yeah it, it really is just like okay here we're here from the future and then the story starts and like i said like i feel like and that's just that's an such an under thing. underdone part of the movie as yeah. well is is that whole concept of the future like and, and what are the morals of enlisting thousands exactly. to yeah. go what, die what are the what are the, the ethics past? here <laughs> what is what what's up with that and um, like but yeah no i wish they would have i bet you in the book they have uh, like probably like multiple chapters just dedicated to the politics and whatnot. Yeah, because they they like breeze by most of the UN stuff and you know everything like that. Can't wait for uh, <laughs> can't wait for uh, Axiom's End to get adapted to the screen. <laughs> <laughs> you think it would? You think that would go well, Micah? I'll do it. I'll write the screenplay. <laughs> Micah's like I'm adapting it as we speak. Lindsay Ellis, call me. <laughs> <laughs> should i should i read axiom's end it's a fun book i haven't finished yet oh shoot <laughs> i have like the last couple of chapters can't he can't even adapt it like i haven't even read it <laughs> uh i just haven't felt like sitting down and reading a book i know right i keep going to like read something and i'm like oh geez <laughs> i don't it's know terrible of me i like books <laughs> But then again, I, I I have a little bit of a pass because I have the troubles reading. Wow. I, I, I don't have an excuse. I have, like, minor dyslexia. That's it makes true. it hard to follow on pages. I like audiobooks better. Uh, audiobooks. Mike is, like, audiobook time. I am a very slow reader. Which is why you like movies. And I'm probably skipping a lot of the text. Oof. Well, anyway... <laughs> Um, the Tomorrow War. You're supposed to be coming up with another question, Ruby. I'll come up with a question tomorrow. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the daughter, future daughter, as a character? Future daughter. Future daughter character. Very, very cool concept. I like cool it. Concept. I like cool the concept. concept. Um, as a character, yeah, like I thought movie. she was just kind of fine. Like, kind of one-note-ish. Yeah, again, it, <laughs> I hate that this is, like, our whole criticism know, of right? most of the movie, but it kind of is how it is, and it makes a lot more sense it being a book yeah, adaptation. Yeah, no, it really does. But, like, um, the daughter, again, very cool concept, but yet feels very, like, there's not much it's there just, to get you emotionally invested specifically yeah, it's, in the daughter. It's there. 
because because you yeah. know you think you're about to get emotionally invested but because she's so like standoffish against her dad like you don't like he's like he and he respects that like you know he just wants to be there for his future daughter mm. <laughs> uh like it feels like very weirdly like okay you don't get much must, like emotional investment out of this. Yeah, I was about to say like <laughs> it's fun the they're they're hurt in the same way uh by both by their fathers. Very very fun, well not fun, but like it's like it's a cool concept. It's a fun concept is and, what I'm like, saying. And like I like the way they do it and it's a very cool idea that like she like her father left her mm-hmm. and then ended up dying exactly. and now he's back and it's past him. Dude, I was like it's like 10 <laughs> It's like ten is what I thought of the first time I saw it. Are they gonna do the temporal pincer movie? Exactly. That would be that would be way cooler. And that's the way they should. The, be the moral of the story: Tenet is way cooler. Like I said, like I said, the tomorrow, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, the aliens, man. I want to see it. I don't want to spoil the specific plot point. I would bring it up on the podcast, but I just don't want to spoil it for you. You don't want to spoil it for me. You can spoil it for me if you really want to, Micah. I just think that good, but no, it has more to do okay. with Tenet than it has to do with the Tomorrow War. Danny, I just want to watch Tenet now. Kind of a fun movie. Kind of a goofy movie. Kind of a slow movie. <laughs> it is kind of a slow movie. Like, I like Tenet, <laughs> but it's not one that I would jump to turn on at any point. I always forget how much of a Nolan fan I am until I bring up one of his movies. I'm like, Whew. <laughs> I do like I do like me some Nolan. I, I, I'm always like, no, I'm not. I'm not a Christopher Nolan guy. And then I and then I remember Inception exists. So I'm like, ah, dang it, yeah. not again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like honestly, I feel like it's kind of kind of soon to go into like closing. Thoughts. I know, right? Like we haven't even really been um, talking about it that much. But like, there's, but there's really there's not, not much, much to it because yeah. there's there's three big chunks of movie, and, and they I all think, have similar problems. And you could break that down into like. Um, how would you break that down? Because I would mm. break that down to like early and for like and war initially, then like middle weirdness and like after he meets, like after they get to okay. the Dominican Republic to like yeah no that's how I would break it the down because the Dominican Republic I would definitely cite as an act break and then like when, the they're done introducing stuff it's just time for the story to go you and know? then when they get to like then when he gets back to the end of the movie, mm. or like the three chunks yeah. I would say. And, like, they all are weirdly different, but weirdly the same in their problems. Yeah. No, it's it's a weird movie. Each one introducing cool new concepts. Exactly. And each one not, <laughs> not really exploring them. Not really them. exploring them to, to our satisfaction. And a lot apparently. of them dropping in the next chunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like I said, the PTSD to chunk three is just dropped. Honestly, one and three are way more coherent than two is. Right, and the side characters to um, to chunk two is just dropped. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think chunk two, if you will, is really the most boring. Is, part. Yeah, is probably my least favorite part of the whole movie. Like I said, it feels like that that's the part of the movie that I said that I was referencing, and when I said you could just like it gets kind of <laughs> retconned by the end of the movie. Yeah, it kind of is pointless other than just finding the cure i mean it flushes out well it's i imagine it was there to flush out the relationship with the daughter a bit more but it really doesn't really seem to add that much okay and what really bothers me in my opinion what really bothers me what what bothers you mike about this is that i feel like they didn't need to use the toxin at all like it felt (laughs) even more pointless you know how they just kind of blow everything up up, i'm like okay 
They could have just dropped a nuke. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like a tiny little bomb, blow up the entire thing, and then come back and make sure everything's dead. And if not, blow it up again. <laughs> like, like <laughs> you blow it up again. Once they know where they are, like they didn't have to wake them up and stab them with the serum like they did. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't really care like that and much like, if they just didn't think of it. And, like, what's-his-face cancer boy dying the way he <laughs> did? Boy. I was like, dang, really? He was, like, my favorite character, and he dies like that? He goes out so fast. It goes from, like, the the scene where they're, like, uh, killing the first few aliens, and then, like, a, a, solid, a solid, like, two minutes later, he's just gone. Poof. <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh, my God. And like I said, I wasn't very emotionally invested in the final fight at all due to everything coming before it. Yeah. But, like... He was one of my, like, he was probably my favorite side character. <laughs> I really liked what they did with him. And, like, I don't know, the, the actor was charismatic. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it's, I, I feel like the, you should just go read the book is the, is the moral I don't of the know. Story. What if the book is What if the book is weird? just incoherent garbage? <laughs> <laughs> this, this actually, uh. Is the superior the version superior of the version story. The superior version of the story it, it <laughs> handles its themes way better. <laughs> Speaking of which, what's up with the whole job thing? You know, like I, I was trying to think thematically. What do you mean? What's going on with the job at the beginning of oh, the movie? Oh, oh. Like, what's the thematic purpose of of him losing the job? Hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't think of it. I cu- I couldn't think of anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I really I really it, don't have. And it spends a lot of the filmmaking time. Like it, it puts a lot yeah, of importance on. I was it about to say this is the standpoint. first thing we see. The, the first thing we see in the entire movie, which is supposed to usually, like, the usually the purpose of the opening of a movie is to establish the tone, establish the main character, and establish kind of the thematic uh, through line of the but movie. But I feel like it hardly establishes what they're going for with yeah, this exactly. character. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And with, it doesn't mm-hmm. really establish anything besides the fact that he's ex-military. Yeah, no, it's weird. I... Hmm. I, I kind of want to give this a second go around someday, but not like not and, enough that I would be like, "Hey, let's go watch." And like again with one. the with the PTSD element, like uh-huh. as stupid as it was when he kicked the trash can apart, I thought they were gonna do something with him having like anger issues. I know, right? <laughs> and then <laughs> he kicks no. the whole wheel off of the trash can. <laughs> um, but like and, and like combine that with PTSD and you usually get somebody who's kind of dangerous. Yeah, I was about to <laughs> like say like his father. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but but no, nope. nope. he's he's too good of a guy for that. He's like too he's a family good of a guy. man. He's a family man who just wants to help people. He's a family man who just has a good he's heart. He's just there to save lives. <laughs> too bad ends, war is scary. Too bad he ends up killing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. There we go, Michael. We've single-handedly deconstructed the tomorrow. There we go. We're we're masters. <laughs> Hire us for something. I don't know. <laughs> Hire us to critique your screenplays before you make the movie. And then yeah. maybe you'll well, have. Maybe, maybe maybe you'll make a halfway decent maybe, movie. Maybe you'll make a halfway decent movie. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I guess let's move into our closing thoughts. If if you're ready. Yeah. For that. No, I'm ready for if closing. You, as long as you're ready for that. As long as you're ready for that. As long as it's something you're comfortable with. Dang it, I was about to make a joke to you. Oh, sorry, Micah. Because we were talking about how this is a short episode. <laughs> and uh, 
and how I was going to make it drag on in the what we watched segment. We're making was, it drag on right now. I know, I know. This is this is the layers <laughs> this of is the, the joke. bit. My... And uh, I was going to be like, I was going because he made it think I was like, oh, what about that Pan's Labyrinth? And then I was going to be like. Uh, it's time to dissect every filmmaking moment in Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> time to completely dissect what everything means. Bro, that thing is like a like a wet dream for someone who likes to uh, analyze film and stuff and what things mean thematically. Quoting Karsten Runquist directly, Rebbe. Yes, I am. It really is, though. That's like the perfect way to describe Patterson. Like just every element of the film. Oh my is gosh, so you can pick it complex. apart. You can pick it apart for hours. Remember when Moonrise Kingdom people come in and talk about anarchy? And talk about anarchy. <laughs> yes. Anyway, Bro, that, there's no way that's a coincidence. <laughs> anyway, do we want to do we want to do uh, the closing thoughts? We do want to do closing thoughts, don't we, Mike? Do you want me to do closing thoughts first? Yeah, I just it? I just want you to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do. It. <laughs> All right. Well, my closing thoughts on the Tomorrow War the is Tomorrow is War. that it's a it's a it's a fun movie. At the end of the day, yeah, as much as it is underwhelming in most ways, and it's not something I would ever jump to go watch again. Like I would watch it again. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of you know it's a fun movie, Chris. Pratt is a fun time. Uh, J.K. Simmons is a fun actor. He's a goofy little man. The side cast, they're fun. <laughs> Chris Pratt is not J.K. Simmons. <laughs> J.K. Simmons is a goofy man. A goofy little man. J.K. Simmons shows up behind you and murders you. Murder. Does he have the beard, though? He looks that exactly... He looks good. like exactly like uh, Omnium. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He says, think. Think more. Think more. <laughs> um wow. yeah like it's just so kind of underwhelming like yeah I, I guess i guess the filmmaking and the story and everything just builds up to being kind of this blob of a movie and not even in <laughs> a bad way but yeah like, it's a fun blob it's a fun blob but it's a long blob it's like it's, jello that take that you just can't eat the last bite of. right you're too full <laughs> you're you're full already you're and like, you're eating jello you're like, and you're like on, oh, this, this is, is kind of this is kind of good but like come on get it over with. like this is just too much <laughs> it's too much <laughs> they bit off more than they could chew as a little a little thing of green jello <laughs> it's just this really long Man, I thing really of green want jello jello is so good we haven't had jello in years I haven't had we need to go to we need to go to like sweet tomatoes or something that's get a, some jello remember <laughs> used to go to sweet tomatoes that 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 restaurant i'll just i'll just eat like unlimited pizza and then get jello dude the, the bisque <laughs> Ooh. fire bisque. Wait, watch watch sweet tomatoes is like gone now mike watch and like the luke, chain just is over and luke will listen to this and be like what the heck are you talking about look it up go try some and be like this is the most trash food i've ever had but bisque and jello mike. but that's that's the point luke that's the point it's a it's an american, american all you can eat restaurant american all you can eat buffet baby <laughs> it's always trash it's always garbage but it's the, the it's the american way it's the american garbage it's our garbage <laughs> but yeah i think i think the 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 last bite of jello you can't you can't eat because you're full is a good way to describe this movie which is a very odd analogy <laughs> um but yeah no um kind of like i i don't know i feel like i'm just rehashing what i said in the opening it's just kind of underwhelming honestly exactly but it's fun there's not too much to to dissect on this one which is why it's been a little shorter and why our closing thoughts are kind of like yeah we don't really have much to yeah, say there's not there's honestly 
um, if I had seen this movie before we had already decided to do it, I probably wouldn't have wanted to do an episode on it because there's really not much here. Yeah, it's one of those kind of movies, and we've done that before, usually only with movies that we're doing because they're new. Yeah. Um, like we usually, because like we usually wouldn't choose a movie, but there's a lot of movies that usually have like one pro- a lot of time they're book adaptations. I've yeah, found. most of the time book adaptations just have the problem of not being thematically rich enough or flushing out its ideas well enough. That that we usually end up being like, yep, <laughs> yep. that's that's what that that's our main problem with it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but that's the problem. Uh, go fix it. <laughs> so yeah, interesting thing. Maybe we should do a not new movie next time. Whoa, do like uh, Twelve Angry Men, Micah. What are we gonna say? It's a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally perfect. That sure. Uh, that my favorite scene was the entire time they were in the room oh yeah because they spent the whole movie there (laughs) uh but yeah no uh i guess that's our closing yeah go watch the movie though yeah definitely check it out if if you get if you get together with like a bunch of your friends turn this on this could be a fun time like fun movie like because it's not too much of a drama it's it can be watched pretty relaxingly like you know and And you can get a tear up a little maybe what (laughs) <laughs> maybe, maybe I didn't get any emotional out of like any emotion out of this at all. I thought it was kind of sad. I wasn't cl- I wasn't gonna cry or anything. <laughs> I thought it was just kind of sad. I was like, oh. But yeah. Anyway, let's get into our what we watched. Yeah, it should be pretty short. I yeah, think. Yeah, let's let's go over what we watched, baby. Hey, all right. hi, hello. So for those of you Welcome. who don't know, Namaste. Uh, <laughs> for those of you, <laughs> Bonjour, <laughs> Konnichiwa. <laughs> wow, Ni hao. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, <laughs> hello. <laughs> oh my gosh. What do they not know? Like, uh, our, what we watch segment is just a short little ending segment where we talk about all the other movies we've watched since our last episode. Our oh. last episode coincidentally was a full on what we watched episode, which is one where we do well, it, but like, we that's just, all we do. We when just we stretch pick up out one movies. bit. We stretch out one bit for a whole hour. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we're starting from, according to Robbie, the fourth. Yes. That is when it released fourth. July the fourth. So, uh huh, Fourth of July. What, <laughs> Micah? Uh, wait, did you did you not realize? No, I don't even think I was here when that episode came out. I was some. I was working. Yeah, you weren't. You weren't in the house. I was. I was, I was all alone. I was working that we day. We recorded I think. it the night before. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, yeah. What? Did we, t- or wait, since we recorded it the night before, what? In a minute. <laughs> Should we do this stuff on the fourth? I only have one thing. We did on the record fourth. it on the third. It released on the fourth. So I guess, yeah, we'll cover what we talked about on the fourth. And if we talk right. about it again, uh, too bad. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. Sucks for you guys. You'll have to hear our opinions again, which no. is what you're here for in the first place. Right? Like, if you don't want to hear our opinions, <laughs> what you, you, even you doing? can always just. It, you're not leave. here for the comedy. It's not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> leave. Like, I'm not saying, oh, leave. But, like, if you really don't want to hear our opinions. Hey, we don't need a minimum viewership to get money out of this bad boy. <laughs> yeah, we're just here. We'll just alienate the whole audience. (laughs) We're just here for the money. All right, start with your... (laughs) Wait, I know you talked about speech and debate. I must have, yeah. Oh my gosh, what a garbage But wasn't that the night before? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because we finished watching that. I wonder why... Yeah, you finished it, and then we immediately went to record the podcast. Yes, yes. Okay, so let's talk about Star Trek. 2009 is the first one we watched. Until 2009. With with Chris Pine... Hold yeah, <laughs> a JJ Abrams. I used to care what JJ Abrams thought, but now I care more. <laughs> nobody out here okay, has wow. it figured okay. out because they're <laughs> all right. They're um, Star Trek, the 2009 movie, Spock Prime, Amazon Prime, The Tomorrow War. 
boom. That's <laughs> amazing. Uh, it's weird, full weird circle. Movie. Weird movie. It is an odd movie. It's another time travel movie. Was it exactly what I thought from it? I mean, like, I've... <laughs> I, I hate that we watched it with two people who, like, or grew up on Star Trek. Yeah. And, like... The, I feel like they kept on thinking that we hadn't watched any Star Trek. I mean, I've and I've seen, watched I've, I've watched a lot Star of Trek. Star Trek. I've watched a lot of the original series and Next Generation. I've seen like I would say like thirty episodes or something of Star Trek, but from like <laughs> scattered different seasons. Yeah, I got not know. a lot. I don't. But I like dipped my coming toe off of our, our not exactly extensive experience no. with Star Trek. I thought this was a very weird movie. It is very odd. I feel like it spends a lot of its premise on trying to make sure it can exist in, like, the Star Trek <laughs> I know, canon. right? It's like, uh, we need to make sure that this can exist in the Star Trek canon because it takes place alternate universe Insta- there. Yeah, instead Done. of, like, focusing on the story or anything, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's my thing. It's very underwhelming because from its premise, it's trying to make this alternate <laughs> universe from... Like, like trying to make a split-off timeline from the original Star Trek. And because of that, I feel like a lot of the movie is just like, oh, this is how you could have been if you wouldn't have done this. <laughs> and, like, that's most of the movie. It's just them getting together again when they would have, if nothing had happened. Like, the villains are kind of underwhelming, and, and that's it. Like, that's the movie. <laughs> I suppose. That's a, a fair enough critique, Micah. But it's also a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't have that much fun with it personally. Aww. I like the cast is fun. I'm a sucker for a good J.J. Abrams movie. Yeah, like J.J. Abrams' direction is fun. The cast is. I was fun. about to say, I think his direction really shines. Uh, other than like Mission Impossible Three, I think it shines uh, its brightest here. But I just think the movie itself, like the plot of the movie, was really kind of. It, yeah. I thought it was fine. I feel like they could do a good sequel to this. Yeah. I want to watch the second I re- one. Yeah, no, I want to see the trilogy. Because <laughs> I feel like this one was very much just, oh, alternate timeline from original Star Trek. Now let's get all of the characters, and that's the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but suppose. Yeah, I gave it three stars. Uh, I gave it four stars. Wow, a whole star difference. Whoa. That doesn't happen too much with us. Crazy how then, full star. <laughs> then on the fifth... Um, <laughs> I watched Robin Hood. Robin Hood? Inspired by a Bread Swords video. Very good video. Uh, the 1973 <sighs> Disney version. Uh, and man, Robin Hood's just... Fun movie. It's just such... It's a 70s movie. It really is. Nothing but vibes from 70s movies. <laughs> like, they're just so relaxing in a way. The vibes, Mike. <laughs> I will say my biggest problem with Robin Hood is how it ends. It just chops off. I feel like they ran out of budget, which makes sense for the time. Because yeah. if you've watched the Breadsword video or just know Disney history, it was it was during a time where Disney had like literally like no money to make that. Was, that's why there's so many reused animation frames that people find for the first time and say their minds are blown on Twitter all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I gave it three and a half stars. There's just so much great about it that even with the ending being very underwhelming to me, it's it's so good. <laughs> Uh, also, on the 5th, I watched Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian, for the first time since we rented it at Redbox. I thought we went and saw this one in the theater. No, we rented we it rented and watched it? it at our grandparents' house. I knew I knew it was some like special occasion, but I didn't remember what. Um, that makes sense. It's very weird. It's, it's like, so it's, weird. It's like if you took the normal Night at the Museum <laughs> and like gave it insane comedy pills <laughs> the insane comedy pills like it's exactly like it's like you gotta take of, some of that it's like quality wise on the same level as night at the museum but like it's just way more bizarre whack yeah yeah um makes sense but amy adams is in this one 
and Amy Adams is probably the best character in all of the Night at the Museum movies. I wow. watched it. I watched it just for her. I literally turned it on because I knew she was in it. I wow. <laughs> How does your girlfriend feel about that, Micah? Hey, she watches movies just for Jake Gyllenhaal, so... Fair enough. <laughs> I, put, I put as my review as a joke in my review. I put, I would have moved to the Smithsonian for you, Amy. And then underneath it, I would have doomed the rest of my wax friends forever by taking the tablet with me. Wow. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I also gave it three and a half, though. Good movie. Uh, from what I remember when I was like seven years old then, or something. Then also on the fifth. Also, I watched oh my gosh, Dark Water. How many freaking movies did you watch? <laughs> Which was trash in most every way. I watched like five movies since last episode. You watched you, you like caught, 13 you, you, you or something. You caught some of this movie. I caught like three scenes from this movie. It's kind of trash. It was kind of garbage. It wasn't a very good thriller in the slightest. I really like flooded rooms in horror movies i don't know why so but maybe they, i should watch it no they did a terrible job with the water like the oh. water stuff is terrible oh everything about this movie is pretty terrible that's why i like a quiet place i too gave much, it Mark. i gave it one and a half stars Oof. what did we watch on the sixth though uh we watched uh a great little movie great little flick it's got that little c in the corner uh, <laughs> great little criterion flick if you will um directed by the man oh the myth the man we stand the myth the, the man the myth the legend <laughs> who might not always be uh okay uh, emotionally I, I worry about him <laughs> i worry about this man uh paul dano paul dano it's it's his film wildlife it's his debut only, yeah the only one he's ever directed his directorial debut and gosh dang it it's a good movie wildlife is a great movie and you should go watch it right now and paul dano should direct something else and paul dano needs to direct another movie is is what we're saying <laughs> it was really good like oh i gosh. i did not expect it to be this good i, I expect it... i expected it to be good because i i'm i i'd become quite a paul dano uh fan like, no i'm a big paul dano fan and i'm a big jake gyllenhaal fan yeah and like stacked man. movie man <laughs> really is it's so good and it does its theme so well and it's paced so well I, I think literally the biggest problem i have with it is i think uh carrie mulligan's character kind of goes off the deep end too quickly and that's like honestly yeah, kind it's of kind of it. jarring i yeah. i thought that was really I, but i thought that was just more of a story thing than even anything filmmaking wise. Yeah. that was just a choice to have her but yeah i thought it was really weird that like the moment <laughs> the he moment left. he's gone she's just, just like well our marriage is all right we're we're done we're finished <laughs> the old me is gone <laughs> time to have a midlife crisis and uh, do terrible things for my son time to scar my son for <laughs> uh yeah but no fantastic oh my movie. gosh that really is the only thing i guess you could say you could have a problem with this might story this standpoint. might be my favorite uh coming of age film i almost bought the criterion for this <laughs> oh I yeah no so we went close. to the barnes and noble sale like i, I got think it parasite was two days ago. instead but like it was like it was like parasite <laughs> this or my dinner with andre and man i just i just i had to buy parasite Oh, right, you didn't get My Dinner with Andre. You still need to buy that, Micah. Oh, I get. I like My Dinner with Andre way more than you do, Ruby. I'm, I know, but I, I love that movie. I love it so much. But yeah, Wildlife... Very um, good, 5 out of oh 5 Oh my gosh, me. great movie. Top of my review is Cries and Paul Dano. <laughs> this, is one of the, this is one of the few films I've seen that really taps into the kind of horrifying surrealness of getting older <laughs> right no no it does an amazing job being almost almost 
what I would almost qualify as a horror movie for I'd I'd at least put it as a thriller for like kind of thing but like for like the horrors of growing up really the horrors of realizing the reality that your parents are people too <laughs> yeah <laughs> not like, just your parents like it, it does an amazing job <laughs> yes with that good stuff wow you uh, can't recommend wildlife enough go and watch then, it right like now. after all of those movies i watched i didn't watch another movie <laughs> what did you rate wildlife tenth, by the way five out of five i gave it a four and a half out of five uh then i didn't watch another thing till the 10th when we yeah. watched the tomorrow war Neither but our I. sister was in town and she doesn't like movies yeah she doesn't really like watching movies uh, then on the eleventh, I watched <laughs> Despicable Me. The the me was despicable, wasn't it? Fun time, fun time. I watched it with my girlfriend, <laughs> um, nice. and she hates Vector, and that's what? the worst thing in the world. She hates Vector. Vector. Vector is the greatest oh cinematic gosh. character ever put to Vector screen. Vector is like, take like Daniel Plainview. <laughs> Vector is twelve. Vector steps, is twelve steps. Twelve up. steps. Uh, the twelve times the character that <laughs> Daniel. Plank Vector is literally the greatest villain, greatest character, and greatest cinematic <laughs> storytelling in general thing ever. Honestly, if it was just all of the scenes with Vector in it, it would be a five out of five. It would be. <laughs> I gave Despicable Me three and a half. <laughs> Uh, we did an episode on it too that you can go check out. And then later, uh, I think we did anyway. <laughs> me, I watched Patterson with my girlfriend. Patterson. She hadn't seen it yet. It was my second time watching it. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, oh the viewing gosh. the viewing got interrupted because I threw up. <laughs> well, it was that emotional, Micah. You just you couldn't control yourself anymore. No, I ate some bad Taco Bell. Oh, like I felt terrible the moment I ate that Taco always Bell. Gotta, you always got to check the date on those, Micah. <laughs> I I felt terrible because I was like, no, this is such an atmospheric movie, it and really I'm is. throwing. Mike's like, it really adds to the mise-en-scene. I, I, I have to watch it with her again now the because like, it's such a good movie and I feel like I totally ruined the watching experience. It's like, oh man, I'm crying at this dude's poem. <laughs> the end. But um, amazing movie still. Like, it's just so good and there's so much to, to take apart with it. Uh, Patterson's a great movie. And I can't then, wait to rewatch it. Oh yeah, I forgot you also watched something. In the I did, I did. You kind of, you kind of skipped me, Micah. You, you did me dirty. You done did me dirty, Micah. Um, but yeah, I watched, or should I say rewatched, uh, The Young Whoa. Girls of Rochford. Uh, which is a great movie, and you should go watch it right now, because... Then why don't you have the criterion for it, Remy? the sisters why don't have, have it? amazing haircuts the entire movie. And they have French haircuts, I love it Remy. They're so French. <laughs> this movie is, like, almost painfully French. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, go watch it. Everything Jacques Demy puts out is painfully French. Um, it's amazing, especially Except if you like Gene Kelly. It's great. I thought you he's said he was in, in it for like five minutes. Dude, he uh, he's in one of the main characters. You wow. need to calm down. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I gave it a five it? out of five. All right. And then late last night, uh, we watched late Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen for the first time, which I didn't know was a Disney movie. <laughs> I had no clue it was a Disney movie. And we turned it on on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, it was a fun movie. It's uh, like it's like Mean Girls, but worse, but still fun. <laughs> It's like some weird bizarro universe mean girl. Right, like it, where the, where it's not about the mean girl. Right. It's like stylized too in a weird way. And like it's so 
it's just a whack movie. It was fun though. Like I, yeah. I had fun. Kind of a fun movie. I think I think the best moment of stylization is that Lindsay Lohan almost literally changes clothes every like <laughs> location change. Literally like anytime there's a new scene, she has it on a different outfit. Even How even if even if she didn't have time to change like in movie, like most of the time she does it. She's just in a new outfit and I'm like, "What? <laughs> what is going also, on?" Also, what's with all of the parallels between uh this and Lady Bird? Right? What's happening there? <laughs> I think Bird how did it happen? My review was it's literally in every way just Ladybird if she had the power to change outfits every cut. <laughs> My review was just A.O. What? <laughs> I gave it three stars. It is a pretty rough movie. But... I gave it a two and a half. <laughs> but it was fun. It's kind of rocky. I'm a sucker for a good Lindsay Lohan movie. Though. Right. Like, I really liked the cast. Uh, Lindsay Lohan... Um and Allison Pill and Megan Fox. Call me call me crazy. That's I don't really cast. like Megan Fox that much. Eh, that's not that wild of a take. Like I just eh. <laughs> I just feel bad for her. Yeah, for real though. <laughs> she like, got treated horribly oh for gosh. like for a long time in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't been a fan of her in anything I've seen really. Yeah, neither have I, but like I just feel bad for <laughs> yeah, her. Yeah, no, I do feel bad for her. No one no one should have to go through that, man. Darn Hollywood. <laughs> Curse you. <laughs> Ugh, Michael Bay. Ooh. Yikes. Okay, well, <laughs> on that note... Women, um, stay away from Michael Bay, please. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> Yikes, man. Wait, what was that Michael Bay? Well, I watched our first Michael Bay movie. It was, um, and again, was it was the one with Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson. And I feel bad it. for Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Oh, man, yikes. Uh, I just feel bad for women in general. Right. They really, it's kind of a sucky industry for them no it really is a second industry for women go, but anyway uh, <laughs> go direct go direct more films i was women. about to say more female directors please i'll take it they've directed some of my favorite films hey they directed one of my favorite films pretty good <laughs> there's uh, a there are, there's a psa for the end of the episode <laughs> yeah uh the tomorrow war. has nothing to do with the tomorrow feminism. war <laughs> Let's go. I don't think there's a baby. single moment of feminism in the Tomorrow War. It's a Chris Pratt movie. I guess. Like I it. guess. I guess his daughter being a colonel. There you go. Oh, okay. She saves the world. I didn't. I didn't even think about that. There we go. Wow. Not her world. <laughs> Not her world, but a world. Everybody dies. Well, everybody died, but I mean, yikes. Uh, well, anyway, we'll we'll catch you guys in the next one, maybe with an old movie. Maybe not with a super old movie, but maybe, an old maybe, movie. Maybe we'll get Micah to uh, watch Doctor Strange Love again. Maybe like a maybe like a seventies movie. Okay. <laughs> Do Suspiria. Nine. Ooh, Suspiria Nine. could be fun. Suspiria could be fun. I love Suspiria. Be a hard movie to talk like to break down though. <gasps> Yeah. But yeah, have yes. a have a good week. Yeah. Enjoy. Do it just because we said so. Watch some good movie. Watch Wildlife. Go yeah, go buy go something. Wildlife, go bro. go buy a Criterion from Barnes & Watch and Wildlife and watch Patterson. There's that's no, the that's the takeaway. There's no reason to not go buy a Criterion for, from Barnes & Noble right now I because mean, they're normal price Blu-rays right now. If you need if you need money to feed your family, maybe don't do it. Well, yeah, I didn't I didn't buy two because I got to buy well, myself like a new. Like you said there's literally no reason. I got to buy I didn't buy two cuz I got to buy myself a new phone. Bro, I but... bought I bought In the Mood for Love on Blu-ray. Um and I can't wait to watch it I'm sorry, it again. but the but the Parasite Blu-ray is just so good looking. It really is. I can't get over it. In the Mood for Love. Mm. You Okay, go, also go watch In the Mood for Love. <laughs> and maybe Parasite. Maybe I don't Parasite. know. I haven't we, seen we it haven't, We haven't seen it yet. But anyway. That's why we bought it, was to be able yeah. to watch it. Uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Goodbye. Bye.